You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College, Episode 102, The Continental Congress and the First Presidents of the United States. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey, Ben, have you ever talked history to somebody else and that person always has to show why they're smarter and why they know more than you? Yeah, I didn't want to mention anything, Jason, but there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about. <laughs> Awkward. Ben, yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> we all know that the first president of the United States was George Washington, right? Yeah, everybody knows that. I mean, that's pretty common knowledge. Well, Ben, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> there are actually a whole lot of other people who were president of the United States before Washington. Oh, no, my whole world is rocked. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it a little bit. And I'm just going to give it away. George Washington was the first president of the United States. And that's our official position here at Election College. If you want to debate us, we're going to ignore you. <laughs> well, so. I think what some other people are talking about probably is the Continental Congress. And we have an episode way back when, episode one, that talks a little bit about the Continental Congress. And we thought we'd just dive into a little bit more here. And uh, you know, then we'll get into the whole president debate. But Congress, Continental Congress... In 1774 is like, hmm, we should get together to talk about these uh, intolerable acts, as they called them, that England is smacking down on Massachusetts. And Ben Franklin's like, guys, we, we could do this. We could be a representative body of our new colonies and, and area here in the United States, which he didn't call it that, but I did. And everybody listened to him. Everybody's like, yeah, Ben Franklin, you're the man. You got that kite and stuff. So we'll listen mm -hmm. to you. Yeah, and the whole fire department thing and everything else he invented. I mean, you're always right. going to listen to Ben Franklin. Yeah. So, so they all get together at Ben's house. No, they, they meet in Carpenter's Hall. Uh, 56 delegates from 12 of the colonies. And, I mean, you had everybody there. It was like the all-star game of founding fathers. You had George Washington, Patrick Henry, John Adams, Sam Adams... All kinds of people. Do you think they were like, is it that they were a, an all-star game or that this made them all-stars? Oh, that is a chicken and the egg question, Ben. <laughs> Maybe this was like the qualifying round or something. It is. This is like the home run derby. Yeah, there you go. Or the futures game. That's what it is. It's the futures game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ben Franklin is like, hey way back in 1773, because every year seems like an eternity, right? He says, uh -huh. let's get together. 
And the people are like, mm, eh, okay, not really. Let's not. <laughs> but in 1773, the British blockade the port of Boston because of the whole Boston Tea Party. Yeah, and everybody sends some delegates except for Georgia because, you know, they're fighting against the Native Americans at the time and uh, the British Army is helping protect them. So they didn't really want to take anybody off by coming together to get rid of the British. So, hey, why don't we just not go and stick around and maybe they'll help us against these Native Americans who have invaded our home. You get what I did there, I, Jason? I see exactly what you did there. So. Okay. <laughs> and and at first, most of the delegates, they were like, yeah, we like Great Britain. Like, they're all right. I mean, the king is cool. He invites us over for tea and stuff every now and then. But uh, a lot of other people were like, no, we this, these intolerable acts that they're doing, the whole blockading us in and, and kind of screwing over Massachusetts on the whole trade thing. That's not cool with us. Let's get rid of that. Yeah. So everybody's agreeing. Well, except Georgia, they're kind of staying quiet over there. Mm -hmm. Everybody's agreeing. Let's let's air these grievances with the mother country. Let's ship off these grievances <laughs> to Parliament and see what happens. <laughs> so they uh, they agree. In October of 1774, we're going to adjourn. We're going to get back together in May of 1775 if Parliament doesn't address these, which... I think means that this was the first Festivus. This, they were airing their grievances, and uh, they had, they obviously had a poll. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, and to this day, all around our country, there are polls set up on sidewalks and different areas that give tribute to the first Festivus. Right now, Jason, I was under the impression that a lot of those polls were like you know, light poles and, and signs and stuff, but you're saying they were, they're in celebration of Festivus. Every time you see a pole. Gotcha. And it's the whole reason because of Festivus is because of the rest of us wanted to be separate from Great Britain. <laughs> you know, there's like fourth graders listening to this for their history class. I know there are some fourth graders listening to this for their history class, probably. And they're going to like, you know, on their tests that they have to take, they're not going to understand that the Festivus is uh, what it is. And they're going to tell their teacher <laughs> that Festivus was the reason that we are a country. So I'm <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> hey, why not revise history just a little bit? That's it's right. Independence Day week, so it's time for some falsehoods. So Parliament gets together and they're like, oh, you guys have some grievances. Cool. We don't care. And... King George opens Parliament that year by saying, Massachusetts, we don't like them. <laughs> They're idiots because they helped write this thing. And um, Continental Congress found out about this. And they're like, well, I guess we got we to gotta get back together, like we said, here in May in Philadelphia. Yeah. So they reconvene in May, like they said they were going to. And they're at the State House in Philadelphia. And they passed this resolution that says, on July 2nd, 1776, we are going to declare our independence. And everybody's going to think this is great. Thomas Jefferson's like, hey, I'm really good at writing. So I'm going to write this Declaration of Independence. And John Adams, 
he's like, great idea. Sounds good. And John Hancock says, guess what? I'm the president. (laughs) So the Second Continental Congress stays together. They keep meeting at different locations. And uh, they become the Congress of the Confederation eventually. But, you know, the American Revolutionary War, it's happening. This It starts. Like, we won't get into the whole backstory there because we're not necessarily a, a war podcast, even though that would be interesting. But uh, things got to get still decided, right? So we move into other forms of government and, and leaders and whatnot. Yeah. So we're going to back up just a little bit. We've got the Continental Congress, the first and second. And I mentioned earlier that John Hancock was like, hey, I'm the president. Well, what in the heck does that mean? <laughs> so this hey, is have our... You seen, have you seen Captain Phillips? No. With Tom Hanks? Oh. Well, this isn't a spoiler, so it's fine. But the one guy comes onto the boat and says to Tom Hanks, hey, I'm the captain now. I mean, it's more dramatic than that. But when you said, hey, I'm the president now, it really reminded me of, hey, I'm the captain now. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I've brought that back to your memory. Yeah, you'll have to go watch it sometime. So in the Continental Congress during this period, so just so we're clear on our dates, 1774 is when they first get together. And this group is the group that's in charge until 1781. The government, it has to have a leader, right? You would think so. So, but they were pretty much equal, right? They're all rebel. <laughs> They're all rebellious against the crown. They're, you know, <laughs> thugs, American colonial style, mm-hmm. well, at least according to the British. So the definition of president was a little bit different because, well, what president means is to preside. So, yes, these men that we're going to cover here in the next few moments, they were presidents of the Continental Congress, but it wasn't like the president of the United States. They merely were presiding over the Congress. So it's kind of like the Speaker of the House. Right, exactly. And yeah, they're really just there to keep things in line, make sure no cane fights break out, everybody keeps their wig on, etc. And uh, like Jason said, president means preside. They're going to just kind of keep the order of things. So a different delegate, they decide, is going to get to be president each time the Congress meets. And so their terms are going to be like, you know, pretty brief and, and whatnot. So Peyton Randolph, he's the first guy. He's the first guy that comes along and says, hey, I'd like to preside over things. I don't know if he really was the first one who said that, but, you know, he was the first one yeah. that they gave it to. Yeah. Go Peyton. He's from Virginia and he's, he's doing the deal. He is the president of the Continental Congress, and he gets sick. Yeah, he gets sick, he leaves, and Henry Middleton comes in and succeeds him as president because why not? So eventually Peyton Randolph comes back, and uh, Henry Middleton's like, yeah, no problem, that's fine, you can go ahead and take over. And Randolph's like, all right, cool, I'm the president again, and I'm just presiding over things. And then he suffers from... Apoplexy, which basically is not fun. Like, it's basically you die from the inside out. So he dies in Philadelphia on October 22nd, and a new guy takes over. We've probably heard of him. John Hancock? Yeah. So 
John Hancock. We all know him. He was a merchant and, uh, yeah, a patriot. So we all have heard of John Hancock. You know, he signs his name real big. So he, of course, was involved in the uh, actions of the Boston Tea Party, and he was around when the Boston Massacre had happened. Uh, He is elected as a delegate to the Continental Congress from Massachusetts, and he was elected unanimously in May of 1775. He was wealthy, and he had this really big social standing and um yeah like other presidents of the congress it wasn't really known exactly how much authority he would have but you know he presided over things and did a pretty good job yeah so hancock kind of after serving for almost two and a half years is no longer the president of the continental congress And Charles Thompson takes over for a grand two days as the interim president until Henry Lawrence steps up here in the Second Continental Congress and serves for about a year and a month. And that's, to to date, the second, or I'm sorry, the third longest of the five or six presidents we had. So, you know, Henry Lawrence, we don't hear much about him, but he uh, certainly served for a long time. Yeah, he actually... um signed the Articles of of Confederation, and um, he was president of the Continental Congress when the Articles were passed. And if you're in South Carolina, you know a lot about Lawrence. He's all over the place down there, and we've talked about him in earlier episodes. So then our friend John Jay uh, from New York heads up Congress for um, just over nine months. And then he is succeeded by Samuel Huntington from Connecticut. During all of these changes with the presidents of the Continental Congress, though, there was only one commander in chief. And we all know who that guy is. That's right. It's George Washington. He, for eight and a half years, is the commander in chief. And we now call our president commander in chief because, you know, they're the commander in chief over the army or the whole military, for that matter. At the time, it was just the army, but uh, he served valiantly. And that's what led eventually to, of course, his his election as the president of the United States. But we'll get to that again in a way later. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are the first set of first presidents of the United States of America from 1774 to 1781. And the next episode, we'll be talking about the next set of American presidents who presided over Congress during the period that the Articles of Confederation were instituted. So thanks for joining us for this episode. And just a reminder, we love to get reviews. We get a little giddy every time we get a new review. And uh, if you would take 90 seconds, it helps us get more exposure for this podcast so more awesome people just like you can listen you can visit electioncollege.com slash itunes and give us a review and star rating we really appreciate it yeah and that certainly helps us out you can also help us out by engaging with us on various social media platforms we uh, really do like talking with people and uh, it's a lot of fun to hear that you are enjoying the show and 
has something to say. Yeah. And then don't forget to tell a friend. Uh, that's the best way the show travels in the word of mouth. If you let your friends know about the show in person or, you know, send them a text message or something, that helps out a lot as well. Yeah. So we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>